You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. We're just here walking around. We're going to go to a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck. I just shot a freaking big buck. Get that one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. Alrighty, this is the first podcast officially for me, Nate, and I have my wife Ashley sitting in our little room downstairs that we kind of, well, what would you call this room, turned into my gun room, mounts, podcast podcast area. Sure, that sounds good. Do you like it better like this, opposed to the whole living room downstairs? <laughs> well, we can walk in the living room, so that's a bonus. Yeah, we kind of have a narrow house, so mounts on both sides of the wall shrinks the room pretty quick so we're saying we can actually use our basement for other than just my mount storage that's correct that's the goal i think that we're shooting for but yeah this is going to be the first episode that i launch after doing the passing the torch episode last week but i kind of want to just bring my wife on because we already did some hunting this year we went on a spring black bear hunt in wyoming which was quite the adventure i guess yeah it was quite epic actually yeah but first i kind of want to go like my wife ashley we've been together we've been married 10 years and now we've been dating since we were 18 19 so dang near 15 years and uh yeah i just kind of wanted you to share your experience in hunting before what you met me what was that like yeah so i've been hunting for a total of probably 15 years now before i met you it was it's kind of a funny story i I grew up in the the countryside. I grew up in the country. I was a country girl, you know, quote unquote country girl. Um, we never really hunted though. Um, kind of a long story short, my dad 
grew up hunting with his dad. And when his dad passed, it was just something that was a little too close to home for him. So he never kind of went down that hunting path because it was something special that he did with his dad. So therefore us, you know, me and my two brothers, um, we never really did any hunting. We would fish and we would do that sort of thing. But when I first started dating you, you're like, yeah, I really like hunting. And I'm like, yeah, me too. (laughs) But, But no, so I didn't have any really hunting background until I started dating you and I was like, well, I don't know if this is something that I want to do. I love animals and I don't know if I can really shoot one and that sort of thing. But um, I went out, gosh, were we at your grandparents when we went hunting that first time? Yeah, I think so. Like we, yeah, you, we started dating or hanging out and I knew you where you lived, but I had no idea how much property your family had. (laughs) Uh, You could have led led with that, but you did It's a selling point. so no, I think you knew I was a hunter and you, I think you kind of led with turkeys. Oh, there's always turkeys by my house. That was kind of the I had the to thing. reel you in somehow. Yes. <laughs> but you, uh, yeah, you guys, you were immersed in the outdoors as a family. Like, yeah, like your dad and grandpa and stuff, you know, did a lot of gun hunting and that kind of thing. But yeah, I think the first thing we did was gun hunted, uh, opening day of my grandparents' house, which is north about, you know, almost a hundred miles north of where we are right now. And, uh, yeah, I think we, uh, you, did you sight a gun in or you never really shot guns or anything. Like you've, you know, your dad would shoot coyotes if he saw them or, right, you know, right. you had guns the woodchucks in the house. in the field, you yeah. know, the coyotes that were but after you, our, you know, our calves for the season, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, but never hunting. No. So I think that first time we went out, we were up in the tree stand in the back uh, yep, behind my grandpa grandma's yep. home farm. Um, yep. and it was so cold. I didn't have the right oh, attire. Gosh, yes. And I was so cold, and I'm pretty sure my feet <laughs> got frostbit, but, you know, I didn't want to let you know I was a wuss. And I, I think, yeah, I was 19 at the time, maybe, yeah, maybe just 19, you were just 18 kind of a thing, and, yeah, we went and sat in a, a ladder, a double ladder stand. Yep. They even bring you to a, a blind with a heater or nothing, because I feel like, yeah, because I was, you know, I had some younger siblings that hunted, so we kind of were needing to find some areas to hunt and we're like let's up man grab our grandma's house and me and my dad set a ladder stand up like oh bad can it be and opening morning was cold it was bitter it was the (laughs) wind (laughs) but yeah i think that was your first really experience with that and a doe came out like relatively quick in the morning right yep and then yeah i made a shot it and was a great shot it was pretty early because i think i remember the comment you made was fire out of the end of the barrel you know <laughs> but yeah we got down took care of that and then i think i convinced you to go sit back in the ladder for a little bit right because i was like it could be a buck I or did we go right back to the house i just remember you were you were we went back to, to the house and i think later i don't know if it was that same day or that it was that weekend at least um we ended up i decided you know i think maybe i can get into this hunting thing i think i think maybe i can shoot a deer mm-hmm. um so we went to the straw bale blind, was it? Yeah, I think your, your up, grandpa made it. Yeah, we set up the ladder stand for one side. There was like this ditch, or not really ditch, but like a pothole with, you know, big open fields, but there's like ditches that run between them. And there's this like, I don't know, a couple acres pothole that yeah, deer yeah, like to go yeah, through. I would say that. So like the ladder stand was like covered one side, and then we did this like little makeshift square bale blind that did the other side. Is this the same weekend mm-hmm. this all happened? Yep. So I remember she was being really tough, like, oh my goodness, I'm freezing, but not really letting me know. We, we've been dating for a little bit. And then we got back to the house, and yeah, your feet were like bricks. They were cold. <laughs> and uh, 
but I just want to, did you, you, we had shot a gun though before this. Yeah, we, I think I helped you and your dad. We all went and uh, sighted in the guns for the season. So your dad kind of helped me. Yeah, you shot with that, right? You did that a few times. So I know that was kind of a thing for you, like shooting a gun was kind of weird and not your most. It was a scary thing. Yeah, I mean, we grew up around guns, but I wasn't comfortable with a gun. And not high powered rifles, like 22s and shotguns, because that was southern. Airsoft, you know? Yeah, airsoft guns. I was a master at the airsoft. Yeah, we did that kind of thing. So, yeah, then that night, was it that night that we went back out there? Yep. And then I remember it was kind of over the potholes down low in the field, and we kind of had to walk up over. And you're using the um, the, the the square bell blind was not great. It was just a few square bells stacked up that were just high enough that you could sit down behind them and kind of help hide behind a little bit with no roof or nothing. And I remember telling you my grandpa had planted actually a little strip of turnips that year. On the hayfield, right? There was turnips. Yes. That was turnips yeah. down there. He was pretty proud of them turnips. But yeah, there was a strip of turnips. So the morning we had seen deer. I think we actually saw a buck go into the pothole that morning, right? We did. And yeah. I didn't want to shoot it because it wasn't quite this is what I was looking for. But I remember you being pretty excited because I was like, that thing could be in there and you could shoot it tonight when it comes out. So I remember we were sneaking there. We were like new to sneak into this spot. And I remember like telling you, like, hey, there could be a deer out there. And you're laughing, thinking I'm just joking. And I'm like, no, seriously, there could be one. And I poked my head up over the rise. And sure enough, there's this, this buck eating in the turnips. And uh, I never really going back to you and be like, there's a deer. And you're like, no, there's not. I'm like, no, seriously, there's a deer. So we snuck up. We made it all the way to the bail blind, right? We like crawled. Yeah. I mean, it is we not. We army crawled, It is basically. not pleasant out. So this is her first hunt that she's actually like going to be the person to shoot something. And you had a single shot 243, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep, single shot yep. 243. We get positioned. It's probably like what a hundred yard shot. I would say so. Yeah. So, yeah. what did you feel like when you were getting ready? I guess to kind of take over from there. Well, I didn't know what bug fever was, um, but I suffer from it pretty bad actually, <laughs> and I haven't gotten better with it. I don't know how that how you overcome that, but uh, no, it was it was quite exhilarating. I was shaking uncontrollably, and I ended up seeing this. If you want to call it a buck, it had one antler. It was antler. a legal buck. Yeah, it was legal. It had one antler. A little two-pointer. <laughs> Anyways, it was the most exciting thing. This is before APRs up there, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So this was, so this this was, anything, was, was anything with antlers that so was over three inches is fair game. Yep. Yep. So I went and I was like, yep, I got this. I couldn't find it in the scope. So I was like, well, this is fun. So I, you know, struggled for a little bit to try to get in the scope. And when I finally got it in, I was like, yep, this is it. I felt it. It felt so right. And I shot and I missed. And uh, Bad. I didn't even know where she hit bad. <laughs> Deer didn't know what was going on either because his reaction was head up, run around, no idea what happened. And I believe got closer, right? Yeah, and it ran towards us yep. and then started eating turnips again. <laughs> but at least 50 yards closer. I don't know. It was, it was quite hilarious. So I'm struggling to reload this single shot. Um, so you ended up, and I think ended up yep. having to help me with it because I was shaking uncontrollably and I couldn't <laughs> quite function as a human at that point. Um, so no, finally got that reloaded and I was, got him back in my scope. Did I miss him that second time? I'm pretty sure yep. I missed him that second time second too. Time. And darn thing ran closer to us. Yep. <laughs> so at that point you're like, give me the gun. I'll reload it for yep. you. So I remember I was like, I'm, we're not wasting any time. I'm going to reload this for you. So and... I know we, we got it back in the scope. I was like, yep, this is it. 
this is a time. And I knew you shoot, you shot high the second time. I knew that. Yeah. Like I yep. could tell because you know maybe your anchor, you're not anchor, but you're you weren't quite had the gun quite perfect on your shoulder. Or the way you were looking at the scope wasn't quite right. No, I mean she's no. new to this. She's never shot anything and. She had a rest at a square bale, but it's not necessarily ideal. You know, we didn't have like the, the the bipod death grip where it's set up perfect for you in a blind where you can swivel. This is like her just leaning on a square bale, all out of shape. We're not in the blind; we're on the side of it. So I mean, this is very you know spur of the moment. But yeah, I remember you shot high, and I was like, okay, take your time, just aim low. And I've always told you cut the deer in half, and then just aim that bottom half. And I was like, you're fine. Just shoot that thing. At this time, I think he was only like 20, 25 yards. No, nope. it was farther than that. <laughs> well, are you sure? Because he the, was like scope might have been. I running say, right at us. And we're I would like, say well. 50 yards. I think your, second, your your third shot and the final shot was probably 50 yards. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I think you probably, let's sake a story, 100 yards. Well, the first shot was probably like, what, 300 yards? You oh, think? Uh, yeah, 300. 400. Oh, 400 Almost yards. And then it ran to 200. <laughs> And then, you know, then it got to, you know, 150 you, okay, and you okay. decided to shoot it. Makes me nuts. But I never, yeah, I never tell you just, I mean, I'm losing my mind because I can't, but like, this is the coolest thing ever. This girl that I'm like, you know, dating and she's going to, you know, shoot a deer and like my sisters are hunters and they, you know, they're straight up killers too. But like, this is kind of cool, you know, this is going to happen behind grandpa and grandma's house where not, you know, hunt very much, you know, not really the, you know, ideal spot to hunt, but. Yeah, you bear down and you smoke that thing, that third shot. I mean, you could not have. have, right? (laughs) Three (laughs) shots later. Nope, I I was proud of that buck. You absolutely smoked that thing. Like, that was the perfect shot. And I remember we watched it kind of run, and then it flipped over a log, right? Yep. We saw that. We did. And then it was, I don't even know how to explain your reaction. I mean, shoot, that was 15 years ago, and I still remember how you were giggling and pumped and excited. And then once we got up to it, you know, how'd that feel like? knowing that you took that that thing's life it sucked yep (laughs) yeah no it sucked i still get tearful every time um i think it's kind of out of a respect for the animal itself you know um and just kind of the amount of work it's not like you just go out and you kill an animal um it's so much different than that at least for us and i know a lot of hunters kind of are the same way you know, there's a huge component to maintaining their ecosystem and taking care of their their land and our land and living simultaneously. But that moment you take that life, it, life it's not this, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like I, I killed this animal for fun per se. Like it's something, it's, it's almost at a more spiritual level. You have this kind of moment of silence, this kind of this deep sadness, but this ultimate respect, not only for the animal itself, but like just the whole experience that you put into hunting, the time you put in, you know, the effort with that and just it all kind of comes, you know, full circle at that point. And then we also tend to eat the deer that we shoot. So another exciting thing too, it's like, cool, like I harvested this deer, you know, all the time and effort, like the, like the turnips, you know, Mm -hmm. Well, going into that fall too, like you helped, like yeah, I bow hunted, but you yep. weren't bow hunting at the time. But you know, you helped me put tree stands up. Mm-hmm. I think we, I don't know, it was right about when we started, maybe doing one trail camera, maybe, but we didn't really have much. Right. But we did a lot of like tree stand stuff mm-hmm. in the summertime um, on just properties I had up north. We set tree stands. I mean, you were, you didn't just like come along on a day, tag along, shoot a deer like you were actually like. Oh, right, we're gonna go do right. this. And well, because I go... didn't know if I was gonna if I was going to enjoy it, so I was like, no, I'm gonna get the full experience. I'm gonna yep. put the work in, and 
Yeah, like you know? I don't think you climbed a tree stand that first fall, but you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did help me. With we the, set quite a few set, stands. Yeah, you cut shooting lanes. Yep. You scouted. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I've always been a proponent of scouting and she was always there with me we would drive around in the summertime looking for deer that's how you learn too you know like I I went in as a novice and I've definitely learned a lot over the years just from being present being with you Mm -hmm. um now we have our son coming with us but there's there's a lot of cool things that you get to um learn from you know someone like you Mm kind of just following and oh yeah generations of hunting Mm -hmm. in my family so just a thing to pass on but no so like i feel like ultimately it was just a very beautiful experience and it had its sad components you know you're you're taking this this life but it's it's so much more than that i guess you know what a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. quite understand yeah there's more to it than just killing the story that we like to hear is how the oh yeah i shot a big buck but there is so yes. much time and effort and dedication and or even little buck like that was a little I, buck I know, you know yeah. but they don't get much smaller for your <laughs> first one but uh i was proud of that it buck. was yeah i still i still think you should be proud of that buck i mean it was a cool experience but yeah i mean and then like you're talking like the full circle thing like i mean you'd seen the circle of life growing up on a farm it, such it, hobby it, farm so correct. your dad raised beef like yeah you guys didn't necessarily eat a lot of meat in your house no, at the time no. so this was kind of like I'm like, well, I come from a family of meat eaters, so we meet all the time. And I know that was kind of like a thing for you where you're kind of dabbling back into it. You really like the idea of going out and getting your own meat and like not just buying meat from a store. So that was kind of a thing that you liked at the time. I do remember yep. um, I've always had the blessing to have family with meat. So like I never buy meat from the store. I mean, fast food and restaurants. That's about the only time we really, even to this day, buy meat. So, I mean, I always have a freezer with beef and, you know, chicken and pork and stuff. So, like, for me going into it, I was like, this is an odd thing. Like, you have a farm with land and you guys are not hunters. What is wrong with this family? Well, that was the dynamic I didn't really know right away until that was a thing your dad loved doing with his dad. I mean, Correct. It you know, was, yeah, spending it was, more it was time something special family. and it was kind of a sacred thing for him. Um so we honored that. I mean, yeah, like, and I know I once I learned that I was very like, I didn't just come into this thing thinking I'm going to hunt all this property. I mean, well, it's it's a good chunk of property, but it's not like there's hundreds of acres of right, woods. It's just right, farm fields, and right. there is there's a lot of deer, which is great. But well, the cool thing is he wasn't like, no, nobody can hunt. He's like, no, it's just something me personal. Yep. I just I it's hard for me to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you see him, he'll take my um, brother. He shot a buck a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, and he know? was. He yeah. thought that was the coolest thing yeah, in the my, world. Yeah, your so. youngest brother hunts and, you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, so from that first, you know, let's fast forward a few years. I mean, you start going. You've seen me shoot a lot of deer with a gun. You've seen me shoot a lot of deer with a bow. You've shot three bucks. Three bucks, right? Three, yeah. Three bucks. You know, you know, you shot. That was kind of the front. It was mostly, you know, ten years ago or eight years ago, but you did shoot a buck with your bow. So I mean, you're very. Yep. Bow hunting is probably your. Oh, uh, my bread and butter. <laughs> I am a. The definition of a fair weather hunter. Uh, <laughs> I just don't do well in the cold. So bow hunting, it is. I am all about it. Um, yeah. I can dress semi-warm clothes i'm up in a tree it's beautiful out um definitely my thing and i love shooting my bow compared mm-hmm. to a gun like if i could choose a bow or a gun i would use yeah, my bow every seven. time yeah correct and you know she's not the um like if tree stands are hung and she knows how to get there she goes to them herself and she'll climb up them and hunt there i mean i've gotten pictures of her honey while i'm at work so that's happened but 
you know, now the last, since our son Henry's seven, you really haven't had the chance to really no, do much so, because Henry was born yep. and, you know, you're full-time mom and you are, you know, you love, you're, we're, we both work. So, I mean, you have chose that your free time you'd spend with Henry and, you know, hunting has kind of been put on the back burner because Henry was born and then once he started getting to the age where he was a little more independent, start going with me doing these things you decided to go back to school so you've had quite the whirlwind of child and then four years of school two years to finish your bsn and then two years to get your master's yep so we're just coming out of that so the past seven years you haven't really had the opportunity to hunt for yourself i mean we've taken a gun out you know you've sat with a gun but you're you're pretty picky now um you've never been a proponent to shoot does it's always been bucks so you know she's picky she's seen her fair share of deer but I mean, I'm sure if a giant one would have stepped out in the past few years, you were sitting there ready. But mostly gun hunting for us is just to shoot does. Um, well, the thing so. is, too, so it wasn't like I was totally out of it, which was, it was nice because you were still able to hunt, do your hobby. And the cool thing is now as we get to see our son, he kind of grew up immersed in this type of, uh, not culture per se, but like just the way we are in the outdoors. Our hobbies are now his hobbies, which is super sweet to see, but even though I was, you know, not only working or in the BSN program, clinicals, my master's program, that sort of thing, you guys were still able to go out. We were still able to track deer. If you were to shoot one, mm-hmm. um, we were still able to go scouting, you know, because you can only study for so long when you need a break. So I, there are many times when I would go out with you guys and mm-hmm. either hang trail cameras or you're still immersed in all the stuff but you're just very stubborn you are not going to take your bow into the woods unless you're confident shooting your bow oh absolutely not and you don't even want to shoot your bow unless you know you can dedicate the time to shoot it like you don't want to she's not going to sit there and be like i'll swing a couple arrows here and there it's like no you're going to pull your bow out if you know you can shoot all summer like you're that's how you were (laughs) i know like it's very easy you're just like i'm not going to even try unless i know i can dedicate time to it so other than doing that part of it yeah I mean, scouting, hanging trail cams, I mean, summer summer stuff, go sit in the blind. I mean, you've been alongside me for, I mean, I've shot deer with you with my bow, you know, because we have some blinds that we built that we can gun hunt and deer hunt out of. And well, you think, some... what, last year? Yeah, it was last year I uh, had my computer with me. I was typing my yeah. papers for my master's class while you and Henry were hunting and I yes. were typing away. Yep. But so just, you know, you've still enough. been immersed in it. You right. haven't really had the chance to do it. I mean, gun season has been your only thing, but like, you're not like, it's the gun hunting is a little different for you. Like it's for you now, because you've shot a couple smaller bucks through your gun. You kind of told me like, I'm not shooting another one unless it's like big. And what, what's considered, I guess, like my definition of big is, you know, one thing, what would that be for you? I'm kind of curious because we're coming pretty close. It might even be this year that you might get a little more into it. Right, right. No, I mean, bow hunting is definitely my passion if you compare it to, you know, rifle season and that sort of thing. But we're sitting in the blind, you and Henry, because we have blinds (sighs) that are big enough for that. What size is it going to take for you to be like, yeah, I'm going to shoot that? You know, I don't know. I want to say it's going to be quite large. But I know as soon as that buck's in front of me, I'm mm. like, yeah, nope, it's perfect. I'm going to shoot that yeah. one. Because, <laughs> like, we haven't really seen many big bucks gun no. hunt, have we? I don't think so. I, I mean, mean, not recently. Some really recently. decent ones, but not, like, you know, the one spot we hunt, we're trying, we're not, I mean, you're pro- if you're sitting by yourself, I mean, it's a little different, but we're trying to shoot, you know, that four and a half, five and a half year old deer. So, I mean, 
unfortunately for you with all these years of you not hunting you've been just watching me pass all these really nice bucks that i kind of wish you would shoot but i think you kind of understand that like hey those are the ones we want to see what they look like next year so but maybe it's to get you on a get you in an area where who cares just come out and shoot another one and get your feet wet because you're i mean are you going to shoot though like have you changed your mind at all on that i might because they have some very tasty meat mm-hmm. we've learned so I'm not opposed to shooting one of those either. Which that's saying something because you haven't done that. I have not shot one yet. Yeah. And then, yeah, so so I guess uh, to lead us into, that's kind of your backstory. I mean, you've been immersed in hunting for 15 years. I've been in my whole life. But, yeah, you've been, I mean, you've been, I mean, there's been some sketchy stuff we've done. I mean, there's some (laughs) late night tracks. There's some... You know, brutal weather sits we've done. I mean, you've we sit all day when we go. Like, it might not seem like we're serious gun hunters, but we I mean, we we sit all day. Like, we will and we do it for the culture, hang out with the family, do all that. But when we're there, we're hunting. You know, and we're uh, there's been a lot of deer we've seen and like bucks we've seen just haven't been that one. The problem is going to be is that we're going to sit together. And you're going to be all back into this gun hunting thing. And then that's when that 150 is going to walk out and I'm going to have to let you shoot it. And I think I'm going to be okay with it. You know, I might be sad. But <laughs> I, or or I'll just have my gun. We'll bring two guns instead of one. Because so you know I'm going to miss the first exactly, time. Exactly. So, so I'll, I'll have your back up. I got okay. your back. But uh, no, so I just wanted to kind of give everyone kind of the backstory on you as, you know, a hunter and family and your experience because you're done with school and we really want to do something like we didn't really do anything for our 10 year anniversary because busy life working full-time school chaos and you know i was we've kind of talked about her possibly wanting like to an elk hunt or something when yeah she's done i think with school. that that was our ultimate goal was to do an elk hunt and you're like well what if we do something else smaller first yeah. you know and at least make sure it's something that we can enjoy as a couple and go more of a vacation-esque opposed to right like yeah because like elk hunting we don't know mountains (laughs) we don't know anything we have friends and family you know or yeah family i guess out live in the mountains but like i don't know anything about elk hunting um so like the intimidation of let's book an elk hunt with an outfitter because we kind of knew we were gonna have to do that because our friends and family who are in the uh, colorado they've been really struggling for the past few years just from pressure and time and I was like, I don't really want to invest all this and do an elk hunt. And then I get pretty uh, singular focused on something. And I feel like if i am got an elk tag in my pocket, I'm going to be very uh, driven just to shoot an elk opposed to, like, enjoying myself. And we didn't know how we would even like the mountains. Right, I know, yeah. Like, we didn't know how that was going to be. And I think the getting in shape part, we're both very active people. Like, you know, I do construction for a job. She's in the healthcare field on her feet all day, like, we try to take care of ourselves too. You know, we're not like health nuts or nothing, but we can, we're active. So this spring black bear hunt popped up because I mean, listen to other podcasts like Working Class Bowhunter. They had the, um, this bear hunt they go on. And I've been hearing about this, how beautiful Wyoming is and how fun it is and backcountry hunt. And this is before I even thought about doing this podcast. Like this podcast wasn't even on our radar, like when we booked this hunt, but. I approached you and said, hey, um, here's some pictures, I think, right? I think I showed you, like, how would you, like, go on hunting here? And it's a black bear hunt. I don't care if I shoot a black bear. You don't really. And you said you don't care if you shoot a black bear. But we want to go see what that's all about. 
Yeah. Well, and then you, you know, you could show me the pictures and you kind of explained. And I feel like we either watched a little video or a clip or something from the working class bow hunters. Um, so I was like, man, I'm sold. Let's go. You yeah. know, horseback riding in the mountains, you know, um, sleeping in a canvas tent, all of this stuff. I'm like, heck yes, let's let's go. Yeah. Like it sounds right up my wilderness, alley. Like in the wilderness. It was super fun. So we fun. booked that. That was going to be like our 10 year anniversary and like you're done with school. That's kind of like we don't have maybe more, a little more less chaotic life, which is never the case. But <laughs> no. so that's what we did. So we booked this hunt and yeah, we went uh, Memorial Day weekend is when we went. And uh, so we knew he talked about the horseback riding and mountains that we've heard. We listen. I think we listened to a couple of podcasts that they had done about the bear yep. hunt, correct? Like, yep. um, so it was kind of nice. You were able to hear like Trey. We went with Gray River Outfitters. Like Trey was on some podcasts, so you could hear him talk and some of the other guides. So that was really nice. We did that. But what was your biggest concern going into the hunt? Oh, well, for sure, horseback riding. So I haven't been on a horse since I was. Oh gosh, I mean, physically sitting on a horse, I was probably five. And at that point, I was never actually riding the horse. Someone was leading me. So at that point, I was like, you know, I'm not going to go hop on a horse <laughs> on the mountain without any experience, right? So I had my family friend. Um, they actually do horse lessons, and um, they have summer camp for kiddos. And it, it's a super fun, super fun setup that they have there. So I went and got a couple lessons um, from them. So I felt a little bit prepared, you know, to ride horses on the mountain I was told you know these are trail horses you know <laughs> that they, this is what they do all day every day and good luck trying to get them off the trail you know because they're typically head to butt and they just follow each other and that's all they do and, cool which is, sounds yeah sounds great like, sounds great we're not right? horse people I've never been on a horse I awesome I can do that yeah right? and but we had seen the terrain herd that's steep and narrow and you know we're going through mountains so like that was a legitimate concern you had and going into it we didn't really like Okay, did you think there was a chance that you would shoot a bear? No. You, the whole time, you were not really No, I, I went into it thinking I was just going to let you shoot a bear. Okay, so, like, I went into it thinking it was a 50-50 shot. So, that's, we could use a bow or a gun, so I brought a gun because I was thinking that there was, we're going to get, because you didn't have to buy the tag till we got there. Which so, was which nice. Which is really nice. In case yeah, that was nice. So, like, that's just another expense that, okay, things go bad, something comes up. At least we don't have to buy this tag beforehand. So if we, you know, I don't know if we would have gotten a refund, but at least we wouldn't have to spend money on tags, which was relatively expensive. I mean, yeah. normal non-resident thing. But I seriously thought it was a 50-50. So I led up to this. I was shooting my bow quite a bit. Like I was pretty much every day. Like I was thinking I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to shoot a bow, shoot one with my bow. And then I also sighted a gun in because... I thought we were going to get into the mountains, and you were going to be like, yeah, I'm shooting one. I'm like, I want to shoot one, so we are going to let you do it. But uh, you didn't really think you the whole time, kind no, of? No, and what I think it was was um, I didn't want to take the opportunity from you, and I was A-OK -okay with that. Like I was more than happy to go get my feet wet, spend time in the mountains, ride the horses. You know, To me, like that was just as special as me going to kill a bear. Yeah. And you know the experience of and watching you – kill something is just as exciting as me um and same thing when i see you know henry's the same way too yep. and um to me watching someone get something is still just as fun. yeah you still so. get the rush you still have adrenaline yep. it's like a team effort yep so well thankfully i did think that you were going to shoot because i brought a gun because that was in the back of my mind but uh 
Yeah, so we, you know, we get to Wyoming, we drive, we choose a drive because we kind of wanted to like get the full effect or the full experience. Yeah, and it was a beautiful drive. There's a lot of very, uh, I don't know, boring is not the right word, but uh, a lot of flat land. There was a lot of nothing to look at. Yeah, going through, because I was like much greater like expanse like flat for longer like bigger fields but like iowa looks a lot like michigan so does Mm -hmm. illinois yeah you know farm fields and you know highway and that kind of thing it's just a little bit more open in those states nebraska was very open but once we got to that one part of nebraska it was like here we are like i don't know what that made the black hills or like there was those big gullies and like really hilly things and we're like ooh, here we go and that was like we were only halfway there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but it was still like, awesome. You know, still especially was. coming from Michigan, we're like, oh, we've never seen mountains like this before. And, yep. So yeah. Yeah, we got to see some of that. But yeah, we drove there, got there, and then we, uh, we, you know, we stayed a couple nights in hotels. We really took our time getting there because we didn't want to be beat when we got there, and we had the time to do it. Like I said, we were just kind of like free spirited with going out there, and yeah, just the whole adventure of it. But uh, we get there Sunday, and then we meet everyone. And then we end up driving to camp, which, uh, how do you feel about heights? So I hate heights. Um, how do you feel about vehicles that are close to edges of cliffs? Oh, you mean, you know, driving on the edge of a cliff and there's no barrier <laughs> on the edge of the cliff and then it's just this raging river. Yeah, it's a little, a little spooky. For you. <laughs> Not a big fan. Um, we, we had to do that for what, an hour? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, we had like a... Once we left Asphalt, we had an hour and 40-minute drive on these dirt. You know, like Michigan's got a lot of two tracks. These are, it's not a two-track. It's wider, but it's very bumpy. It's very, like, windy, you know, up and down kind of. And, yeah, you literally, there's nothing but a steep cliff and raging river because of all the snow melt. Yeah, and I would say you could probably only go 30. Oh, yeah, 30 speed, was like. Because that was pushing it. Yeah, you'd, the truck would be bouncing a little bit because oh, yeah. it was so bumpy. Yeah, it was, it was incredible, though. I so mean, we're winding great... up in the mountains and. There's like, yeah, that one burn section where they had a fire in that hill, that whole, oh gosh, that was like what you watch videos of. Well, and of course, the whole time. So, like, you're trying to drive, but also <laughs> we're looking for elk and, and bear and yep. what else can we see? And so it was pretty cool. We did see a couple moose on our way in. Um, Yep, which you really wanted to see bad. Yep. And we saw baby moose and full-grown moose. Jumped in the raging river, so (laughs) that was a little stressful because none of us are like, oh, is that baby going to make it or not? We ended up. It did. And we saw it the following day. So, yeah, we finally wind up to this campsite. And, wow. Like, talk about, first of all, it was way nicer than I anticipated. And, uh... Like, I guess, what did you think our base camp was going to be like? I was thinking literally just canvas tents. Um, this was fantastic. So we rolled up and they were canvas tents, but they're canvas tents. They're on wooden platforms with stairs going up to each one. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of went side by side. They each had their little stove inside. So it was. Yeah, for heat, it had cots. I mean, these are cots, big canvas tents. Yeah. Like, I could, st- I'm, I'm a big dude. I'm six foot one, 250, wide shouldered, like. These are nice canvas tents. Like, I could, we had all of our stuff inside it. We had two cots. I mean, nice wood platform. There was an outhouse, which there's an outhouse. I kind yeah. of prepared you that we were yep. gonna probably have like a little tent or a little pop up something with a oh, hole. But we had an outhouse. outhouse. I mean, 
it was rustic, but like nothing you weren't used to. I mean, you've right. done those things before. Yeah. I mean, there was a stream running right through the middle of camp. Like, oh, how my cool word. was so that? So all I night mean, you were sleeping, you know, you didn't even have to have like a white noise yeah, anything, you, you know, because I love white noise. <laughs> but no, we had a crick literally yeah. right next to our tent. Um, we rolled up and they had a nice fire going already. And we had, um, they made dinner for us that night. It was a beautiful spot. Like, I mean, we were kind of in like a, I call it a drainage, but what do they call them? Yeah, they call them drainages too. I don't know how to really explain it, but we had mountain essentially on both sides of us. Mm-hmm. Steep, like quick, steep, quick. Yeah. But yeah, they were the tent. It was so nice. Like we, I was thinking we were going to be this like janky little like area that got cleared and we were going to walk away so we could drive the truck right to it, which they couldn't do until five days before we got there yeah, essentially because so, so much snow. And we but. didn't know that either. So they were, of course, you know, they did fantastic. I don't know how they did it all in five days, but so they had to not only get everything set up, bring everything there, they had to bring all their horses. Like yeah, horses. seeing them take their trucks and trailers with all these horses oh down gosh. these two tracks blows my mind every time. Yeah. And I don't know how these horses handle it, but I mean, they're bouncing and holy cow. But yeah, I don't know. They're not little trailers. They were no, big, I mean, they had like... We had five horses. Five, in six one. horses, easy. And I don't know if they're maxed out or not, but yeah, it was top notch, like way nicer than I. And I was like, not that I was, uh, I wasn't really worried about it, but I just didn't know what to expect. And I was like, we're gonna be here for five, six days. Like, what are we gonna expect here? And you know, you're there, and you're, you know, being a female and all that, wanted to be enjoyable because this is like a vacation. Like we weren't even the whole way there. We didn't even talk about shooting a bear. Like we had no expectation of a bear being shot like that was so far from our brains that we were just like let's enjoy this and you know i think i was kind of excited to like ride a horse through the mountains because i never rode a horse before and i'm just right. gonna give and you're this on a, a shot. mountain i mean it's exciting i was right? not worried but yeah so yeah first night we got to do all that stuff and meet everyone and top-notch guys like super everyone was super personable like you could talk with them any questions you had i mean it was great so then we, uh, you know, we woke up the next, so that was Sunday night, and then Monday morning we woke up, and I guess, like, black bear hunting, I know about black bear hunting, because, you know, up here in Michigan, I don't live where there's a lot of black bears, but not far north there is, and, you know, I understand the concept, like, you have bait piles and bait stations or whatever, and you need to, you know, you check show cameras, you see what they're hitting, you know, you try to find, a, you know, these guys do this for their job, so, like, they have areas they know that are good or produce bears. I mean, they're spread all over the place. Um, I just kind of anticipated that me and you were going to just sit in a tree. Like, they had some tree stands, and I brought my saddle, my saddle platform, and I think it was kind of like, depending on the tree, either I would just be in the tree stand, you would be in the saddle off the backside, or vice versa, we weren't really sure. And we get there. So that was kind of the game plan, like shooting with a bow. Like that was kind of thing because I had bought my tag. I was like, okay, I'm bow hunting. Like that's my jam. Let's do this. So we wake up the first morning and we had to set some tree stands because, like I said, they had only they, – they got there, got camp set up. They didn't have time to set all the tree stands because right. they couldn't – they could get in there with a snowmobile. And they were essentially just snowmobiling around doing the bait stations like – or doing baits. And they're miles apart. Like, I mean, I think we had to be – what, 20 miles from camp, that oh, one spot? Oh, easily, easily. Like, not easy miles. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Long miles. Far from that, but... So, yeah, first day we helped, we went out and helped with that. Um, we had, we were going to hang a tree stand and do three baits. Was kind of the... So, we all kind of split up. So, we each, did we, yeah, we each had 
basically a guide, right? Yeah, so we went with Braden, who was kind of our guide. And then we, uh, yeah, we go to the first spot and we're going to hang a tree stand. And yeah, our first, uh, we first hop on the horses. And I guess, how did you feel when you hopped on the horse for the first time? I was fine initially, you know, but uh, the yeah, train's I mean, a you, little. Yeah, you seem like you were, I mean, yeah. the horse lessons helped you tremendously. Like, oh, you, absolutely. Like, you, you hopped on the horse and like were, you could tell like you were comfortable like sitting there like reins and all that stuff like you understood the concept me i'm just like i was the last person to get on i'm like whoop, hop. i mean i'm big guy so it's easy to hop on the horse but like i'm like cool here i am like now i'll follow what? all you guys <laughs> but then I'm we started the then we started the trek <laughs> so talk about that we then we started the trek and the first little bit of that trek, I mean, well, how long did it take us to get to that oh day? Almost an hour, probably? Oh, I would say closer to an hour and a half. But it was funny. So we're going up. I think the whole time, most of the time, it was uphill, you know, yep. which is fine. Um, but it's one of those things It's the horses kind of lag behind a little bit. But no, we got to sprint until we catch up to the other horses. And I can't mm. tell you how many times that they decide they're going to sprint. But man, it... It rocks you. Yeah, like <laughs> you is that considered a gallop them. or is that considered something else? They're, I don't know what they. It wasn't really like trotting, a, but yeah. it was it was fast, a little bit and you're faster. Up, and it's like the grade is not flat, so like you're trying to like. It was weird for me because like I didn't know how to like use my feet or how to sit. I just took it like a champ. I just got wrecked, like, <laughs> and I'm just smiling. A beautiful train, but yeah, we finally get up to that spot, and it was we had to cross some streams. We had mm-hmm. to do some things and. There was some point we were uh, literally on a cliffside, and there was the the path that the horse was on was literally the width of their hooves, and I'm just like, this is how I die. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. You know, you put your feet side by side. It wasn't much. It was about that width. Yeah, there it like was there not, was no. I mean, I got size 13, 14. But it there was, was no room for air. I'm like, this horse better know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. But you know, but they always say too, like that horse wants to fall less than what you know. You yeah, do. they don't want to fall. Yeah. So I was like, all right. At that point, I literally closed my eyes. I'm like, just go let the horse do her thing. So like the first two <laughs> minutes into the horse ride, I would consider it like very easy to be like stressed. Oh, like yes, muscle like use muscles never use like yep. you're you're expending energy like instantly and we're at 7,500 to 8,000 feet of elevation we live at 200 maybe i don't even know maybe 100 i don't know we might live at sea level we're doing (laughs) i have no idea a steep hill around here is 800 feet yes it was a lot different it felt different so we get there and we we hang this we get to the first bait site and it is like just the prettiest spot like it's so pretty like i just remember this whole time i cannot believe i'm here in wyoming so like we there was no like after that first drive after the drive there and that first morning getting to that spot i was like i have zero regrets like this the money we spent it made the trip worth it just in those moments you just you look out like you said we got to the top of that mountain not necessarily top but i mean you can see far and Mm -hmm. wide um, and it was a little bit open spot, but man, I just couldn't get over the beauty of it. You know, and it was still in the transition period where it was kind of going from winter to spring, but yeah. still like, holy cow, the wildflowers were popping, you know, the yep. trees were starting to get their leaves. And so there's still a lot of green. Yeah. And you got to see all the snow on the mountains in the distance, which made yeah. it look, look really cool. It like... was incredible. I mean, breathtaking. I don't know of another way to describe it besides 
breathtaking because I, mm-hmm. you can't even take a picture to give it justice, right? Yeah. Like it was the just... The pictures suck. Like I know. I know we try, we, everyone's like, oh, you need to send a bunch of pictures or, you know, send us stuff. And we would snap a picture and it would just be like... It's disappointing. It. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so it's I think we kind of just gave up like. on that. Maybe it's because we're not the best photographers. Who knows? But so I know there's a few things I took away from. I love the horseback ride up to that spot. I was like, the horses are cool. Like, this is great. Like, there's no, and like the whole time, like, there's no way I could have carried a tree stand back here this far this quick. Like, it, I would have, and I would have been beat. And it wasn't beat. quick. That's the thing. You it know took what an, I mean? an hour or maybe more. I just don't know what else would be quicker and, on that terrain. Oh, gosh. And we get there and, like, okay, here's the bait. And I look around and I'm like, all these trees are like, I think they're jack pines. I'm not sure what they are. There's some sort of pine tree. I don't know my trees very well, but they all have lots of branches. And they're not like, it's thick and they're like a lot of them close together but like there's not like it's not like oh you can just like climb your way through the tree you have to like cut tree branches to like climb up because they're small and there's a lot of them so we hung that first tree stand and you know the whole time we're thinking we're on the side of a mountain kind of or like a side of a drainage and you know you hunt bears at night and the whole thing here i am using like my whitetail stuff like okay thermals you know pull down the hill sun's beating now so like what happens when that thermal pull comes down so we have to set up down from the bait so that we don't you don't want the bears to get anywhere near you to smell you or your foot you know where you walked you you know from the human set because they're like a big buck essentially like they they see you smell you they i guess i wasn't expecting up. that and i knew i should but no I because didn't... the bears around here don't really care and i'm wondering if like... that's why we we kind of went in not necessarily expecting that, but man, they are smart. They can smell you. They they can sense you. So. Yeah, it's like hunting a big buck. It is like, and like here in Michigan, there's like pockets of a lot of bear, and they're used to people. And I think there's more bears, maybe. So like they kind of compete for bait piles. Like they kind of like I really want that donut. I don't really care that a human was here because if I don't eat these so and so bear, or I'm not, it's gonna get ate before I can get there. There, it's like a bear kind of like takes over the bait and there's there's so few of them it's so vast that this is my spot go find their spot and they kind of just go do their thing and they're not overpopulated by any means Mm -mm. so i think that's kind of part of it you're dealing with a bear or two maybe per bait pile and that's kind of how you have to kill that one and they will just sit there and wait till you leave to go to the bait we found that and it's funny yeah so the guys that would hunt they would pull the cameras the next day and sure enough they leave that tree stand that bear comes what 15 20 minutes Mm -hmm. later hits that bait pile you know but they wait they literally wait for you the human to leave yeah and i think that was kind of we kind of figured that was like a site thing to an extent because the guys did a good job setting up the tree stands in a spot mm-hmm. where like thermals helped like maybe you know you know the wind swirls so i think it was one of those things where like the bears would get within a zone of that bait and hang out and you couldn't see him because it was too thick Oh, and they were just that wind just would swirl and then they would just oh he's there i'm just gonna chill because i mean there's a strong thermal pull once it was like 45 minutes before dark like you could just like when we walked up that one spot in the middle of night you could just feel the air hitting you in the face walking up that drainage but no we um so right away i was like man it's gonna be really hard to hang a saddle on a tree like to do a tree stand and a saddle like we're going to get somewhere i'm going to need like an hour or more to like be able to cut more shoot more spots to get up in right because at that point you know we're thinking like oh it's going to be you know 
we could do it here in Michigan, right? No problem. Yeah. It's just, it's different. The trees are different. Yeah, the trees are know. different. There's a lot of branches. Like, we, yeah, we do a lot of double sets. Like, mm-hmm. no big deal. Like, we've been doing that for a long time. Like, you sit here, I'm going to hop on the seat, and I'm going to swing around the tree, and I'm hunting there. Like, that's just what we do. So I never telling Braden, who was our, our guide, I said, hey, man, like, wherever we go, I'm going to need to be there early because it's going to take me a minute to get set up, like, to get a platform in. And platforms, and it wasn't because, and that was the mindset knowing that I wasn't going to shoot on that platform just for you to sit in. So that was like right away, like, okay, hey, we're going to need some time. So that was in the back of my head. So then we leave that spot. Ooh, and that's when the fun began. And the fun began for you. So we start going down this hill. So what happens? No, it's not a hill, it's a mountain. Okay, so we're going down a mountain. mountain. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> anyway, so my horse, all of a sudden, would you? I think sh- the saddle underneath her was itchy. So yeah. she started shaking like crazy. I swear, she almost threw me off just from like shaking. Yeah, she did like a ruffling. big, like, yeah, shiver. Kind of, kind of like a shiver, yeah. I was like, oh, well, that was fun. And I laughed. <laughs> so we, you know, we kind of kept going on our way. And all of a sudden, her front legs buckle, where I thought they buckle. I'm like, is she tripping? Like, what is going on? No. She decided right now is the perfect time to lay down and roll on my back. So what do I do? I have to jump off. I, I just got my foot out of the uh, the stirrup before she started rolling, right? And then so I'm like, what the heck happened? And then Braden, our guide's like, holy cow, we've never had a horse do that before. And before we could even think, Doug, the guy in front of us, his horse did Doug from working class. Ball yeah, he... <laughs> His horse also decided, you know, I'm going to roll right now as well. But, like, his horse didn't give him a warning at all. No, just boom down. Yeah, just boom down. Like, <laughs> poor Brain's like, I don't know what's going on. And like, he's what got is this? His horse, he's on. And he's got a uh, halter or whatever. He's got, like, yep, the, the tag. Yep, the pack horse. The pack horse. So he's in charge of his horse, and he's once following him. And then we got three horses. So there's five horses. And also two of them are, like, people are off the horses and rolling on the ground so he was like what is going on but okay how big are you you're like how tall five are two. you five two, five two. Uh, you think you're five two i'm five three on a good day whatever five two <laughs> on a good day I would okay say. five two i'm five two <laughs> five well what's a good day three inch heels then you're five three yeah <laughs> but uh no so you're you vertically challenged to an extent mm-hmm. so like hopping off that horse is not like it's no had, joke yeah you yeah you had to like I guess work for it, kind of like. I did. It wasn't like you could just like swing your leg. You had to like. No. <laughs> <laughs> I launched off that horse. I'm yeah. like, you're not rolling on me today. So then you got back on the horse. Everything kind of happened. Well, no, like, it's funny because Brain's like, all right, ready to hop back on. I'm like, you're going to make me hop back on this horse? We were not close to the truck. No. So I, mean, I did. This is like an hour, you know, I guess down the mountains a lot quicker. But I mean, to walk that would have taken a oh, long it time. Forever. And we still had to get to two more baits, we were Correct. hoping. Um, so, yeah, he's like, here you go, hop back on. And you did. <laughs> I did. And you did. And what we don't realize is how much quicker these horses walk down the mountain yep. than when they go up because they also want to get back to the trailer and not on the mountainside. Yeah, they're like, and this was kind of their, we kind of found out like this was their, they haven't been the, all, so surprise. usually, yeah, surprise. <laughs> usually they use all the horses to do the baits yep. before the hunters get there. Well, because there's so much snow, they've been using snowmobiles. So these horses hadn't had anyone on their back since fall. Yeah, so first time so we out. Kinda, yeah, we, that's why we signed those waivers. Because <laughs> no. <laughs> if we were more experienced, I think you probably that probably wouldn't have happened. Probably. 
you think like do you think if you were a more experienced horse person you probably would have stopped that from happening maybe oh or yeah. like new oh, kind of sure. like the telltale signs. i think a lot of stuff would have happened if i wasn't a novice because she knew she knew i was a novice so mm-hmm. she's like seeing what she can get away with and yeah there's certain things that i just wasn't strong enough to pull back on her you know and the horse when i did my horse lessons i had a saddle that fit me the stirrups were at the right length, and I fit in my saddle. Mm-hmm. The reins were the right length. So nothing fit me on this horse. Everything was yeah, too big. Yeah, because where you did your training, they do their kids and <laughs> that kind of stuff, you right. know. Right, Not many wives in five foot two hunters go through to Correct. a Wyoming backcountry bear hunt. So in their defense, like... No, and none at all. That like, was, so poor, like you poor Braden were, tried. He's like, man, I can't make your stirrups their, any shorter. Yeah, they had like, their I smallest know. one for you, knowing yeah, that. They did but save they the didn't. smallest horse for me, so that yeah, I appreciate Yeah, the short that. horse was shorter. The, the, yeah, all that stuff. But, yeah, so you're scared going down the mountain. Like, your heart rate's up, I can tell. Oh, of course. And how was, if we get back to the truck, how did you feel? Like, like physically? Like, where were you I was at physically? Whooped. I was whooped. Like, you're definitely, your inner thighs ache mm-hmm. right my knees ached um i think i was more emotionally fatigued after yeah, that's that what i was, I was like ask, yeah. this is cool i had a horse roll over on me today yeah, you were definitely tested like mentally yep in, and in I... a way that we kind of like i guess we knew it was gonna well you that's why i asked you what you're worried about going on the trip you were worried this whole time like the whole trip like that was the one thing like i'm kind of freaked out about the horses like i really but it was weird because you wanted to do this trip because there was horses. Correct. And I think that's why there's a thing, um, a form of therapy that they use horses, horse therapy, right? There is a certain sense you hop on this horse. This thing is massive. This thing is, it hits its own thing. It thinks for itself. And there's a whole lot of confidence that you really need to have when you're on top of that horse. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can see why horse therapy is something beneficial to somebody right because you yeah. honor me i'm not necessarily most type a personality you know i can be a little timid and yeah. i hop on that horse and you better believe i feel about this big you know so the horse knew that yeah um, so you had to really face your fear like oh for sure like you already had a fear that you're facing which you like like that's not you're never you never have let fear keep you from doing well, things no, like you like, like right? to be able to do you know, things that's like why shooting I was an a EMT gun or, or yeah. I did ER nursing ER nurse, like and, yeah you always put yourself in these yeah. positions that are just crazy because you don't want fear to you know right rule and you. I wanted to rule me so so yeah so you were staring that right in your face like I mean this horse flipped like it was very I think it could have been worse but it definitely wasn't like you had all day like it was like horses down. She's like, you got to get off me right now because I'm rolling. And, like, you just get off and, phew, she's rolling. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's just kind of, like, we get to the, we get back down and we have to go to the second spot. And right now we're, like, we realize that, like, that took a long time. Like, that mm-hmm. was back there a ways. Like, okay, let's hurry up get to the second spot. And Brain's like, by the way, we have to cross a river. <laughs> and it was up to my feet when I crossed it <laughs> earlier in the week. And I was like, what? Like, and I was like, which river? The one we've been driving by? He's like, yeah. And I'm like... There's, like, rapids the whole time. Like, I mean, there's, <laughs> right, it's, right. like, there's... I'm just, like, half expecting people to go, like, down the river on a raft doing yeah, white like, water it was a, rafting, right? Correct. It was not... We didn't so, see that, but, you know, I we were like, would oh, not that's have the been water. surprised, right? So he told us that, and that was, like, well, so we get to the second spot. How worried were you about crossing that river? Because we could see the river. It was right by where we parked. I, was, I feel like I was okay. 
I got my horse out of it. Were you more scared about that, or were you more scared about the like? What made you freaked out more, the cliff edge walking or like crossing the water? Probably the cliff edge. Okay, that's kind of um, what I thought. I feel like you yeah. did, like I felt like that wasn't near. To me, I was more intimidated about the water for some reason because I just really didn't want to get in that water because I just couldn't imagine how cold it was. I was like, man, all the snow melt. Like, last thing I want to do is like get soaked and then like have to like because I'm not going to be a wuss and make everyone bring it back to camp. I went to go do all this wet. So like I was actually a little bit more like, I really hope I don't like get soaked doing this by something stupid because like am I going to do the wrong thing? Like that was what I was worried about. But no, Brayden was like, this is what you do. You point the horse this direction, do this. Like, you might have to give him a little kick, you know, with your heels or whatever. So we're like, okay, cool. So we're all kind of focused on this river. And what happens? We like drop down this ditch. <laughs> so your horse. Yes, oh you. Gosh. So we parked on the side of this not road per se, the two track. Yeah, it was road, a pull whatever. off. Yeah, it whatever. It was kind of yeah. a little pull off spot. And it's this dip down before you get to the river. So I mean, the horse is kind of. I mean. Yeah, we would slide down it. Like yeah, if like we the horses walk were it, we sliding. Slide. They well, kind of like the yeah, horses were kind down. of you know sliding down. But my horse had a lovely habit of hugging trees whenever we would walk by mm-hmm. them, or going through you know low hanging trees. But no, this time she decided she was also <laughs> going to do that, going down this nice slope into the river. And I got nailed in the face by a branch. Bad. Like, like bad. Like I it almost knocked me <laughs> off of her. It knocked my hat off. It knocked my glasses, my sunglasses off. Oh. Yeah, I had abrasions all across the side of my face. And um my ear was bleeding. It was yeah, good time. You got smoked. And those like <laughs> But I stayed on the horse. So you stayed on the horse, yep. That was my ultimate goal. So you got a horse it was a rough like 45 minutes horse or maybe it was an hour i think by the time probably got to their spot and got out yeah i got the horse rolled there. on you and then you got hit a branch and then it's like we got across deep water and i was like okay a lot's going on but you and i could tell you were freaked like not like not like petrified or like that but i could tell like i guess like, i was over it yeah you were like this sucks <laughs> like <laughs> i love this fun i'm not guys. having fun <laughs> And we still had to make it to the second bait. But the funny thing is, so this was the first, gosh, probably the second time the horses were on this trail. So it was a new trail for the horses, too. And at one point, there was a wrong turn, and it got hairy because we were going up a mountainside, and there was no trail. And all of a sudden, we have basically a pileup of horses in in these kind of, like, Yeah, because Braden could have made it probably where he was taking us, but then he's got to think about novice people and horses behind him so i think he kind of was like "Ooh, i can't i don't want to go this way with these guys so then we had to like turn around and like horses when they go up a steep incline they don't just walk they like lunge like because mm-hmm. they're like like imagine a dog running fast like how they like crouch and go like horses do that going uphill so like you're on it like moving forward on a steep angle like oh my gosh and we have to stop turn around so we but we we get up to the bait finally and like there's a you know and these horses go over good sized deadfalls oh like nicely right yeah they, like they step get two of them they step they... over and they do like a little hop so we get up to one right by the bait and uh were you the last one lying at this point yes so like Brayden's horses go perfect Doug goes mine goes and then we like go and then we like look back and we're like what is going on with Ashley over there and we're like oh, looking and her, your horse is like oh this is where everyone else crossed I'm gonna stop right here. And then I'm going to turn and go over the double deadfall. And, and I'm just going to launch it. And you I'm were just going to send it. Yeah, and you were, tra- 
<laughs> you were trying to like uh, steer because you know that's I what we, we, we did. The, so horses did a really good tight. job on the trail. It was super tight. Correct. So like the horse, you know, you're trying to steer this horse in this very tight area. So they're kind of like they want to walk the trail, but like right, also like there's not you had to room. pull the rein sometimes and kind of be like no, not there, like here yes. because we're up high and we yep. can see because these trails are defined, but they're not like super defined. Right. So. Yeah. So like, are you trying, you're to, trying steer to steer the horse, them. and then they're kind of panicking because like they don't want to turn there, or it's just too yeah, tight. Just they weird. don't feel comfortable doing that. But yeah, your horse is like, I'm just gonna send it and just freaking launch over did. that. And like, she did. Well, you see them doing videos, like whatever. Like that I might as well is. have just went on a competition like, and yes. you know did Dolly's horse. So we're all like, <laughs> and you are like. You were, My eyes you were, are probably the size of you like over saucers. It before you were super over it after that. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I don't swear, but I was like, "Holy shit!" Yep. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, we're like, uh, yeah. Brayden's like, "Hey, you stayed on." <laughs> yeah. So we do the second bait. Beautiful, another beautiful spot. That not, we didn't have a. We only brought one tree stand, but there's no tree stand there. But no, we're like, no. I really like that spot. I was like, this mm-hmm. is nice. I was like, me and you could totally hunt like this with a gun because that's what i was kind of thinking like if we had to like later in the week or something like we weren't sure like i'm just we're just going out like this is gonna be a five-day thing like mm-hmm. let's go yeah so like we're like really liking it we baited it you know barrett hit it so then we are like we we're already out for a long time and we're like we gotta get back to camp yeah we're out there probably half a day yeah so brayden was like we're not doing the third bait like we don't have time so we we had almost an hour just of a drive oh gosh, to get back yeah. to camp. So. so we start going back down. So now you've had a horse roll on you once. You get a branch that just I mean, like your face is bloody all week. Like I mean, mm-hmm. you got scratched in the ear. You had blood like coming out of your wound. Like it wasn't yeah. like stitches or anything like that. But no. I mean, it was like a deep. It wasn't just super. I don't want to use medical terms because you'll correct me, but it was like good enough that you had blood like coming out. Like yeah. it wasn't just a red scratch. So like you got, it got you pretty good. And then you did this whole jump thing on the side. And it's not like she just jumped it and fall on flat ground. It was no. side of a mountain jump. Like <laughs> this is nuts. So we get back, we're going back down. Everything's going good. Like we get, we didn't ride the steep part. Cause Brayden was like, after what you went through and everything, we're just walking down this. I think everyone was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So we all walked the horses down, which didn't take long. Cause I mean, probably it a was, quarter mile. Yeah. I would maybe. say quarter mile, probably maybe a little longer, but like it was an easy walk. So it was straight down mm-hmm. and, um, hop back on the horses and like, after we got through that, there was a little bit of weird like terrain, but there was no really steep cliffs. No, I was it was like, a pretty, it was a pretty leisurely. I felt like walk. And I told you, I was like, okay, how are you doing? You're like, good. I'm like, well, at least the walk out, the only thing I worry about is the river. And right. You're like, yes, that's great. Unbeknownst to us, we get over halfway, and then what happens? My horse decides she wants to lay down again. Again, and this time there was no shivering. There was nothing like nope. I'm just gonna lay down. And so I just got off but it was crazy because it we were kind of on a hill a little bit so mm-hmm. like when i jumped i jumped really far down and i was like yeah, this horse jumped, is gonna like roll on top till, of me yeah like the hill was sideways like we were side hilling it kind of so when you jumped you went to the downward and Correct. you hit the ground kind of like ran down like to your like left mm-hmm. so then of course you're like all right you're we're still far from the truck like you have to ride this thing out because like no choice so, Braden's like what in the world is going on and i watched you pull in the reins and you're just too short like that's all i, I can say like i said I, it wasn't set up for a short girl right yeah if i i don't maybe if i was able to kind of fit a little bit better it might have been a little yeah, different or but... get some spurs on so, you can <sighs> so at that, that point i was like oh i hate this horse i hate this so much yeah so, you were you had to get back on so i did so i made sure i grabbed a hold of her i'm like 
don't move. <laughs> no, I told her. I was and like, she'd let you, yeah, and she and let she you did. get on every and time. And she was fine. She wasn't like this grouchy horse. But I, at that point, she knew how she could get me off her back mm-hmm. by laying down, right? Yep. And how you're f- not, uh, and you're like you said kind of earlier, like my wife's small stature, you know, you don't have a deep voice. You are, you know, soft-spoken. You've never been like, you're not like a... Um, like loud obnoxious person like right you yell at the dog and the dog just looks at you because it doesn't it can't tell that you're mad because this is <laughs> the only time no, you really can tell you're mad is when you're mad at me but i i'm the one that gets the pleasure of that but no mm-hmm. but uh so like you're not a you're not an intimidating person like i think right. if i had right. that happen it probably brain was like to maybe one time one time brain's like dude kick that horse and pull those reins hard i've been like all right boom and i'm ripping that bit back because like i don't know any different i'm a big dude like mm-hmm. sure so yeah so you have to get back on hop back on yeah we're going down and then for the just like your third shot to kill your buck the third time the lays horse. down on me again and this time it's going down so when you hop off the side you have to run downhill all the way down yeah like you there was no walking like it was like steep enough for like you know like in your kid and you're like i'm gonna run down this hill it's gonna be great right, and right. you start going you almost lose it like yeah. you were about ready to lose it but yep. then it, you caught yourself so i mean you were running and we're still not that close to the truck and you, what did you do you got back on yeah, back on that stupid you, horse and you did it i mean you did do it yeah and then thankfully after that point um it was fine the until... The terrain was tighter. It was yeah, a tighter that, yes, space. So, yes. so I think that got, made sure that she, she wasn't going to lay narrow. down a roll, right? Yeah, thankfully, because I think she would have laid it down again. Like, oh, I think 100%. She well, that last it. time, she looked at me. Yes. The last turned, two times, she, she did She turned that. around, looked at me, and then went down. Yeah. And <laughs> if like, you're horse people, you'll get this and think it's funny, but like we're not horse people, so we're just kind of like, what is this? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like, they're so personal. Like, so I don't think it was a malicious attempt. It was just no, no, no. doing that. She was but you're mean. done with horses. I was done. We crossed the river. She stopped in the middle of the river, too, but you got her to go through. Like, she well, was yeah, just she's like, like, I'm going to drink I'm thirsty right now. now. Yeah, I'm thirsty now, but you did good. In you the got middle of a raging river, and eventually I was able to get her to so go. So we got back so. to the truck, got loaded up. Brayden was like, hey. 10 out of 10 for dismount. <laughs> right. I was like, score. <laughs> like, sweet. So there was two spots that were by camp that you could walk to from camp. Yep. Um, so we kind of got to the truck, and I was like, how are you feeling? She's like, I'm done with horses, and I didn't blame you. Like, you're done. You're beat. Like, you're little just getting pounded on the mountain for, you know, at this point, I think we'd been at it for six, six hours. Yeah, six hours. Um, and I was like, hey, that's fine. We get back to camp. We'll just go by one of those places that are close. There's no communication with anyone because there's no service. Like, we're mm-hmm. just us four. Um, the other group of guys are doing their thing, so we don't know what's going on. But we get back to camp. Everyone's hunting but but one person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Eric from Working Class also yeah. was the only other one that wasn't hunting already. Uh, other than Doug with us. But he was going to a spot with Devin Leonard. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we get to camp, and the other guys are all at the spots where they could walk to. So I was like, okay, and... We could tell that everyone was scrambling because they were um, short-handed, kind of. And like I said, we were running. We were we were back to camp two hours later, and we we're supposed to be right. And we didn't get the third spot baited, so like they were like, we don't know anything about that spot. We didn't. We were supposed to. They couldn't check the trail cameras to see if that was even hit, there, so correct. they don't want to waste anyone's sit. The, right. They didn't want to waste the time to get out there for no reason. So we get to camp, and we're kind of like 
me and Ash are kind of talking, and I was like, what do you feel? She's like, I'm not going back on a horse. And I was like, are you sure? And she's like, not happening. Like, and I did not blame you, because that was rough. Like, if that would happen to me, I would have been like... I was like, I'm emotionally spent, and I'm done. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah, I was so, just tired. So. And I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? And you are like, you just go. Like, you can go wherever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of told Brady, I was like, hey, I'll be the last person to go tonight. Like, you get everyone else situated. I'll just go along for the ride. Like, if we get somewhere cool, if not, I don't care. My goal is not to shoot a bear. My goal is just to have fun. Like, enjoy this. And I think I, I mean, what do you think? Do you think I would have not hunted if you asked me not to that night? Oh, for sure. I but I wasn't like going to do I'm no, not, I've but never I, been that kind of person. But you didn't get, like, the feeling from me that I was, like, I'm hunting no matter what. Like, right, I was right. very I'm going to go kill a bear. Back. No. If At it that was a point, white tail hunt was... or elk hunt, it would have been different. <laughs> right, it would have been different story. I mean, I th- pretty much anything. Mule deer, anything. I would have been like, I'm hunting. I don't care about you. You can sit there and do your thing. Like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to go kill something. But this is just different. Like, we just, it was just a different mindset for a hunt. But, um, yeah, so everyone else gets situated. Like, all right, we have um, no tree stance because we didn't get to set the, the second one because uh, it didn't happen. I think maybe one tree stand was I'm trying to think how that worked. I feel like everyone else had got had bows and were in the tree stands that first night, except for me and Eric, because mm-hmm. we didn't have any other tree stands. There was other spots, like there was more than six spots, but there was not more than six tree stands. Right, because some were gun spots, some were bow spots. Yeah, every some spot was gone. Every spot yep. was gone, but then they had, yeah, correct, they had tree stands, but they just couldn't get to it. So I was like, hey, dude, let's get everyone else situated. I have a gun. Like, if you think we can go to that one spot that we didn't bait today, and sit there with a gun, let's do it. Like, I'm down, and I'm just chilling. So I was, Braden gets everyone situated, uh, Trey did also, and then me and Braden were like, and then you were just like, I'm cool, I'm hanging back, I'm hanging out at camp. Let me tell you, it was glorious. I was able to stay back at camp, read my book by either, well, I made a fire. I helped, I stocked everybody's, uh, their wood piles and that sort of thing. Um, but no, I got to read my book mm-hmm. in a mountain next to like a creek. It was pretty glorious. Yes, you liked I it. I was not complaining. Nope. So you got to do that. I went and then we had to cross the river again to get to the spot we were going. And you were like, yeah, no. <laughs> so me and Brady. tapped out. At yeah, that you point. tapped out. But no, so like we get everything set up and like I want to say it gets dark at let's say 930, mm-hmm. 915. I don't know. Pretty but, late. Um, something like that. So me and Brandon finally get out there, and we had to cross the river, go through some sketchy stuff, like narrow stream crossings, all this. Like, it was not delightful. And we tied the horses up, and he's like, I'm just going to sit with you because I don't got time to go back and do anything. I'm just going to handle you. I'm like, dude, heck yes. I have a gun on my hands. Like, I get someone to sit with me. I mean, how often do I sit with a gun by myself? Like, I'd say 80% of the time I hunt, maybe 90 with a gun of any sorts, I'm with someone. Mm-hmm. Like, either Henry or a brother or a sister or you, like, family member, friend. Like, that's gun hunting to me is, like, you take advantage. It's not a, something I do by myself. Bow hunting is more of, like, lone wolf kind of, like, do that. But even now, I don't really, I mean, Henry sits in a tree stand with me now. So, like, we do that kind of thing. We have blinds that we hunt out of. But, yeah, so, like, I was really pumped about that. And then we just get set up. I had to climb this mountain no horse to do it and i was a beat and i was elevation was getting me like about three o'clock that day i was like "Ooh, i got a headache and i can't breathe and like this is rough i feel like hot garbage but i was like i'm hunting like this is great kept the positive attitude but uh yeah we ended up climbing hiking on the mountain and got to a spot and just this beautiful spot like 
if you want to hear a little bit more about Mike, my version of this, just tune into the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. We did one with them guys, and it kind of broke down like my hunt a little bit, so I don't want to spend too much time on that right now. But I ended up sitting there for an hour, maybe less, 30 minutes before dark, 45 minutes before dark, look across this canyon 200 yards away, poof, there's a bear. Holy moly. Looking at the bear, no cubs, sweet. It's bigger than the 55-gallon drum, and my whole time I didn't want to shoot a bear that was the size of a dog. I wanted to shoot something that was as big as me or, like, something that could do some damage. Like, that was the only thing I really had in a color phase. I kind of wanted a color phase because that would be cool. But, like, if you would have asked me what I thought of, if I was going to shoot a bear by the intro, I was like, no, I'm probably not. Like, there's a, there's a 30% chance that I'm going to kill a bear is probably how I felt because, A, we're going to have two people in a tree. B, um double the people like that kind of thing like i'm never gonna be the guy that's gonna be like you need to put me on a bear like i didn't really care i don't think we cared but i was also very like positive so like right right every spot i would have went to no matter what i do i'm like yeah it's gonna happen well i think to us too us being there was half the trip if not more mm -hmm. right being Mm -hmm. in the mountains just you know hanging out yeah doing that thing so yeah the bear comes out Bigger than the drum, yes, the size of smoked it. Like, perfect shot with a gun across the canyon. Boom, got it. Found the bear. Did all this stuff. It took forever. Like, it was, like I said, you can listen to their podcast, but got to camp super late. Gosh, I think you guys rolled in. We're like... 12.31 a.m., Because everybody like else was back. They're like, either something happened or he got a bear. And I think, was it Doug? He's like, are you worried? Are you worried about your husband right now? I'm like, no, not yet. Yeah, not <laughs> I was yet. like... I'll know when I'm ready to worry about it. I'm not, I'm not worried too yet. You know, and you're like, yet. he shot a bear. I was like, what you guys don't know about him is he's, he's kind of a lucky dude. So. <laughs> I got a horseshoe in my butt is what uh, some may say. But no, so yeah, I shot the bear, got it back to camp. Awesome, pumped up. This is great. So yeah, it was, it was kind of disappointing that you weren't sitting there with me, but also you were very content with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, other than the next day, we got to help pack Trayton's bear out. He shot one of the bow. So, we so even though I didn't get to see you shoot and, you know, skin the bear, I was able to still help. Yeah, because blood trailing and, like, getting the deer out of the woods is, is like, my you're, like, you're pissed like, if I don't have you help Right, it's that. one of my favorite things yeah, to do. Yeah, so, so the second night, being able to do that was pretty awesome. We didn't use horses, so that was a bonus. But we walked a long ways, and it was rough, it. and it was dark, yeah. and middle of the night, but we did it. That's more, I talked about that a little bit more on the thing, but yeah, you you did it. I think that was another thing, like, you climbed a mountain in the dark, like. Right, and I didn't get mauled by a bear. Yeah, a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you got to do that. You got to see a bear. You got to, we brought a light up there, yeah. and we got to skin the bear, and you got to see all that. Which is quite see. similar to a deer. There are a lot of, I mean, there are some differences, too, but. Yeah. general concept yeah it was very nice and then we yeah we hiked out of there so i mean you got in two days got the full experience sure did like bear hunting like backcountry bear hunting full experience with horses with all that stuff more than we bargained for probably so then uh then after that we were designated like <laughs> i only know we could oh, i was gonna say uh beer runs beer runs going to town i mean we, we made everybody's we made everybody's fires, fires. like so we were just to be warm and I would say, like, back. you were the only girl. So, yeah. like, we, like I, you were prepared that you might be. We didn't know yeah. if Trey's wife was going to be there or not. Um, but, um, yeah, it's not normal for a wife to go on that hunt. Like, all the guys are great, too. Like, mm-hmm. they treated you well. Yep. They probably were almost a little too timid around you. I because know, right? You're quiet. That's the thing. You're I know, quiet. I know. You're not. 
if they knew your humor and knew that kind of thing, it'd be one thing, but you're not going to be able to roll in there dropping, you know, F-bombs and talking dirty. Like, you'll laugh and stuff. But, like, they were very respectful, I think, still did those things. And, yeah, I think you handled that very well um, for what you had, you know, being the only chick there. But um, it was hard on you. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, anyone that does end up doing a hunt like that with their wife, I mean, just kind of there's some things to prepare for. Like, if she's the only girl there, it's very possible. And it's still very, like you eat together like the whole group eats together we kind of hang out with a fire together like it's not like me and me and her were doing our own thing during the day but like it's a very like team like atmosphere which it i really is. liked it is it's um, great yeah kind of remind me of deer camp when we go it out up north bit, like yeah. just with our family like mm-hmm. that's how that is because like, um, you, you all meet at the end of the night you know sit around the fire you drink a beer yeah you know, you get to Same talk about your day, yep. what you saw, what you didn't see. Tell stories and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you know, do that. But, yeah, so we did that for a couple of days. We got to go on a couple, like, little walks and just kind of mm-hmm. drive around the countryside. Yep, a couple hikes. We yeah. went and looked for elk. Um, yeah, we drove around a little bit. Yeah, it was really relaxing. It was really nice. No itinerary. Sweet. Nope. But, yeah, then we left today early because mm-hmm. it was raining. And also we are like, hey, we leave Friday morning. That gives us until Sunday night to get home. Because we Great. both worked Monday, too. Yep. So we are like, you know, we don't want to, like, get home super late and then get up to go to work. Yep. So we did that, which was really nice. I mean, we ended up bringing Doug's bear home for him. Um, and Doug and Eric's stuff we brought. So, like, we got to kind of break up our trip with that. But, yeah, overall, what a what an amazing you know, and it's Time, funny, even right? now, it's been how many weeks? Yeah, that was Memorial Day week. Was when I shot my bear Memorial Day, so then we got back home, like, a month ago today. A month ago yesterday, I think. Yeah, there. I still find Just myself every now and then kind of, like, longing to be back in that setting. Like, yeah. hands down, would I do it again? 100%. Would I get legit horse lessons and do a full course of horse training? Absolutely. Yeah, I think... I don't think I would do, I don't think I would really need horse lessons. I mean, I would do them, but like, I think there's a couple of things I would do to be in maybe a little better shape. Not from like, it's not like strenuous, but like getting beat on by the horse. Like, right. Like I don't, I don't lift weights. Like I, I do construction by me. I wear a tour rig and I frame and I side and I build houses, like those kind of things. But like there was muscles that were like, ooh, muscles there, right? like, ooh, <laughs> like maybe I should do some like squats or deadlifts or something like, or just like wear a heavy backpack and climb like. I don't know, find a hill to climb just to get my legs kind of used to it because that elevation kicked the crap out of me. Well, it and wasn't you. that too, you know, yeah, because I was sick on day three. You were three. sick day three, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just, it's weird when you're breathing, you know, you're walking up to the outhouse and you're out of breath. You're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we got back in Flatland, like, sat, was it Saturday? No, yeah. Friday night. Oh, oh, yeah. And we were yeah. like, yeah. oh, we're on the fourth floor of the hotel. And she's like, if you don't mind walking stairs, you can park right by your door and just walk straight up. And I was like, sure. We walked up those four flights of stairs like it was no big deal. I was like, nice. Excuse me, but that, yeah, that only lasted for a day. But yeah. <laughs> back to being out of shape. But no, I think uh, it's a trip that I'm really happy we got to do. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, elk though, right? We're going to try and do an mm-hmm. elk, backcountry elk hunt maybe. Who knows? The preference point thing's so weird and like we're not really sure what we're going to do. It's our but... lofty goals for the future. So are we going to try to do a hunt together every year? Yes. And am I going to be able to do hunts by myself on top of that? Yes. You heard it here. I can go on whitetail hunts and go on hunts with my wife. I got it made. But uh, no, what do you think about the podcast thing? Like how do you, I guess moving forward, what do you think? Because you're actually kind of, 
the reason I'm doing this. I talked about that with the Passing a Torch podcast last week. Yeah, it was funny. We were on our way back from Iowa. It sounds like we go to Iowa a lot. We really don't. No. But we went for my son's birthday, our son's birthday, um, John Deere Museum, because he is a big-time farmer kid. He wants to be a farmer when he gets older. So naturally went to the John Deere Museum, but we were on our way back. I'm like, so when are you going to start your podcast? Yeah. And then that, I was like, oh, you know, and she's been kind of like telling me that. She's like, you already talk about this with all your buddies. Like, I mean. Just record it. You see the text. You see, you hear the phone calls. Like, I was like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. And then that night, Dan Johnson from Nine Fingers was like, hey, who wants to take over a Michigan podcast on like a story or something? I happened to see it. And I was like, I kind of went to you and I was like, she's like, you have to reach out. And that was March. And now look, here Mm -hmm. we are. First podcast. That's right. It's been like, I mean, it hasn't been like hard to get to this point, but I mean, it's just been time. Like I had to finish this room in my basement. It was a storage room. I kind of converted the laundry room into a laundry room and storage. Now this is my office slash gun hunting mount room um, just to kind of free up some space because we have some, you know, our lives are changing like with things that we got to do. And uh, I'm home a little more than I used to be because we're both working. You know, we've always worked both, but... It used to be we have school to pay for, we have this to pay for, so I worked a lot of hours. You worked a full-time job, but then had school, so you were committed for a lot of hours. And then now it's kind of like we both just have our full-time jobs. We don't really need to, uh, I don't need to work 100-hour weeks anymore. So No, no. So I'm able to supplement with my income as well, which is nice, which is why I did the whole nursing thing, right? I wanted to have you home more. Yeah. And so. get your master's. I think that was a really big motivation for that. You worked your butt off to get to that point. But yeah, so now there's a little more free time. So I kind of, it's helped me doing this because I'm used to being gone a lot and working a lot. And like, that's just, I'm busy body. So I think this is going to be a good way for me to kind of, I guess, keep me sane to an extent. Not drive you crazy. Start knocking off some projects that I've been put construction worker. And my house is always last on the list. So getting through some of this stuff. And now I had to work my way upstairs get out of the living room, get out of this dining room slash living room downstairs and we do have a really pretty kitchen <laughs> our backsplash has pretzels on it we have some baskets it's it's awesome probably not gonna get done this fall because i was this fall and illinois and <laughs> this but i'll work on it get that going but no i think uh, this is gonna be a cool thing and hopefully you guys enjoy this uh this podcast and um yeah i think i mean you're going to do some more with me? Hopefully you shoot a deer with your bow. You're going to have to get on then. I know. You're going to have to, right? I mean, is this the year that you're going to bust the bow out some more? You haven't done it yet this summer because it's been kind of chaotic with the trip and coming back. And you're, you're kind of in a job transition right now. But I'm I mean, hoping so. right I'm here hoping. you can put you can say it and it'll hold your feet to the fire. Right. You're going to bust your bow out. That's right. I hope to get my bow out and start shooting it soon. I think things yeah, once. Yeah, because it's July eighth right yeah. now so things should start settling down now henry's out of surgery the yep, trip's we, done kiddo had tonsils out so that was a two week week and a half thing mm-hmm. we're getting a lot of time i just want to know are you gonna bow hunt this fall yes Ooh. so that means we have july august september yet three months is that gonna be that should i mean i feel like that's plenty of time yeah i think it'll be fine but are you comfortable with that time yeah yep. okay are you gonna shoot like i shoot Probably not that dedicated, but I'll do my best. You'll do your best. Yeah. I mean, it's if not I don't, like a, if I don't, I don't feel shoot a lot of arrows. Confident, if I don't feel confident, I'm not going to shoot at Correct. a deer. Correct. But what is um, 
like I you know I, I'm sure down the road I'll talk more about it but like I don't shoot a lot of arrows every day I just try to shoot every day almost mm-hmm. like I don't I don't shoot every day but like there's more days a week I shoot my bow than I don't for sure mm-hmm. and sometimes it's three arrows sometimes it's one arrow sometimes it's ten arrows like it just kind of depends on how that goes so man are you gonna hunt out of a saddle or are you gonna hunt out of a hang on because you like the saddle. I think I'm going to do the saddle. Okay. That means we have to buy one because you're not taking mine. Actually, you can Sharing take mine. Sharing is king. <laughs> you know, right? I fit really nice in yours. Yeah, so. I bought one that was one that was universal mm-hmm. that you could kind of do multiple sizes. So I haven't bought an, I haven't, I bought a used saddle, so like I haven't really bought a new one yet. Um, I've kind of the used thing, but cool. Well, we got three months to figure that out. That's right. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? No, thanks for having me. It's kind of exciting to do your first one. It's uh, history, right? It is history, <laughs> and uh, you're an important part of this. So I think that, uh, you know, being able to do what I love to do and have this be a lifestyle for me, you, and Henry, you're a very important piece of that. And I think that's uh, that's an important thing for people to hear, and maybe you can encourage other wives or girlfriends or females to get out there and enjoy it. I mean, we're both proponents for getting as many people out to doing anything. I mean, I mean, you really cannot have a bad day when you're out in the woods. And you spend a lot of time out in the woods, and that doesn't include hunting. Like, Correct. I mean, you tag along when we go rabbit hunting with beagles. Yep. I mean, waterfowl hunting. We don't do ducks very often, but geese hunting in fields. Mm-hmm. I mean... Man, that got, will be another fun story for yeah a well, that's day. a different day we got some we got stories but no i mean we got ice cream tonight pretty soon we're gonna be getting ice cream and doing the loops to see how big the mm-hmm. our bucks are i mean that's kind of a tradition to do that at least once or twice a week to mm-hmm. see what's going on so yeah we're kind of in the full swing of things but yeah thanks for uh tuning in guys and uh i don't know if i really have a clever out outro yet for like what i like to say but i mean anytime you can get out there and enjoy the outside with your family if you have a family do it and even if you don't have a family just bring a friend along or do something i mean it's a lot of fun doing things by yourself like i get the peace and want to do that but being able to share this lifestyle with other people is very rewarding like that hunt in wyoming would not have been as special if you weren't there it's i mean flat out like it was still special right, even if right. those guys are there but it's a little it was different different right different having you know you there same as like one day when henry goes and does things our son mm-hmm. you know or any friend so yeah get outside enjoy creation and uh yeah look forward to doing some more of these for you guys thank you